0: Perhaps it is too much of a stretch, but consider the following parallel. Gabriel Vahanian's The Death of God, the first book in Death of God Theology, was published in 1957. In that same year, the evangelist Billy Graham held a mission in New York City's Madison Square Garden, where he filled the arena every night from May 15 to September 1. The mission was labeled the New York Crusade, and over the course of its 16 week duration, more than 2 million people attended. The success of the Crusade solidified Graham's national profile as the voice of American evangelicalism. Less than a decade after the publication of The Death of God, Time magazine published its famous cover story on the Death of God movement. When published, it was the best selling issue in the magazine's history. Yet only three years later, the cover read, Is God Coming Back to Life? In a letter from the publisher, Time editors wrote, on April 8, 1966, Times Cover posed the question, Is God Dead? The story discussed the emergence and growing voice of the God is Dead school of theologians. It proved to be one of the most provocative articles the magazine has ever run, and for months the arguments and addenda kept coming in from concerned readers. Recently, the Death of God theologians have fallen silent While ministers of all denominations have embarked on new, dynamic ways of bringing the divine back into daily existence. Hence, Time's follow up cover story, Is God Coming Back to Life? If the death of God theologians fell silent, Graham's fame only grew. He would become the spiritual advisor to a nearly 50 year succession of U.S. presidents, beginning with Dwight Eisenhower and ending with George W. Bush. At the same time, The born-again movement he represented went from the margins to the mainstream of American society and culture, and from being piously indifferent to politics to becoming a successful vehicle for political mobilization. From this parallel, it seems evident that radical death of God theology's time was short and its impact slight. The standard reading by scholars is that it was too academic and never truly reflective of people's sense of religiosity While the death-of-God theologians were garnering the headlines, evangelicalism was building itself as a movement that included a distinct ecclesiology and politics. And because radical theology never established itself in any institutional form beyond that of academia, and even there its proponents were generally solitary voices functioning as agents provocateurs, provocateur, its ability to carry forward its legacy has been mitigated. Thus, One cannot help but wonder at the parallel between Lawrence returning from the battlefield triumphant as the general of an Arab army, but nevertheless disillusioned, and the long fallow period of relative obscurity for radical theology. It is not that the original Death of God theologians stopped teaching and writing, but that increasingly the movement they started has come to be regarded as a flash in the pan, a framed vainglory in which the post-Christian man announced a world come of age after the death of God, only to witness not simply the return of religion, but also the growth of fundamentalisms, the success of evangelical electioneering, and a violent clash of civilizations along religious identitarian lines. It should be clear from the pages of this book that I do not subscribe to this standard narrative. Radical theology is certainly alive, with an identifiable lineage, and as a discernible tradition of thought, but it never died in the first place. The mistake is to read radical theology exclusively in terms of the Death of God movement. In the introduction, I defined radical theology as a post-liberal tradition of thought that emerged out of the Death of God movement of the 1960s, but although radical theology emerged out of the Death of God movement, it is not bound by that movement. What remains for me in the conclusion is to specify the ways in which I have sought both to mine and to push against the limits of the tradition in order to envision a radical theology of the future that might think what radical theology has heretofore left unthought.